The word of God for our meditation this morning comes from 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 9-12. through 12. There he, that is Elijah, came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind toward the mountains, and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. If you remember the story of Elijah, you'll know that shortly before our text, he had just witnessed the awesome power of God at Mount Carmel. In a showdown between Elijah and the prophets of Baal, the true God showed his power, and he refutably made it known that he is the only true God. Baal is nothing more than a man-made object. Elijah and the followers of God put to death the false prophets. And on top of all that, God brought an end to the drought that had been raging on in the land for the last three years. There should have been no doubt whatsoever that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was the only true God. And after all that, what should the people of God be afraid of? What should Elijah, as a prophet of God, be afraid of? Well, the answer to us is obviously nothing. But that isn't what happened. Word got back to Jezebel, the wicked queen of the land, and she placed a threat on him that she would kill him. And despite everything that he had just witnessed God do to demonstrate his power and his glory, Elijah feared for his life and he fled. To Elijah, everything felt hopeless. If that awesome work of God didn't convince the nation to repent, then nothing would. He didn't want to be a prophet anymore. And he even went so far as to say, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. He was ready to call quits even on his life. But God had other plans. He was not done with Elijah yet. And through an incredible miracle in its own right, God preserved Elijah to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Horeb, where our text picks up. The Lord asked Elijah a simple question, What are you doing here? And Elijah gives his passionate response, I have done the job that you have called me to do. I have brought your word to the people. I have defended your holy name against the false prophets, but your, repe- your people rejected you. They kill the prophets you send to them, and they turn a blind eye to your word. And now? Now they seek to kill me, the only one who is yet faithful to you. 
Now this state of mind that Elijah found himself in is not all that uncommon. Being in the CLC has its perks, but it can also be disheartening at times. How is a church body this small supposed to make it? What chance do we have against the world that just wants to snuff us out? It appears that we really don't stand that much of a chance. It would be better for us to just run away and hide from the world so they don't notice us, so they don't try to squish us and get rid of us. And what about in your own life? How many times has God seemed distant to you where too many bad days have come up and you wonder, what's the point? Why believe in a God that doesn't protect his people from every threat that we face? And with the evil events that continue to pop around us, pop up around us, it seems like the perfect time for God to really show his power, show everyone that there is a God out there. But that is not the way that God has chosen to operate. He does protect and provide for those who believe in him, but not in the way that Elijah nor us today expect him to. He does it through his word. When God brought Elijah to the outside of the cave, he passed by him in three spectacular ways. A strong wind that broke boulders, an earthquake, and a fire. All equally powerful and impressive feats in nature, but all share one thing in common. God was not in those things. God could certainly send impressive testimonies like a strong wind, an earthquake, or a fire to prove his existence and power. But these things would do nothing for sinful people. All the tremendous acts of power will do is tell people that there is a God, but it won't tell them who that God is. And you, me, and all people desperately need to know who this God is. Because without him, and without his grace, we would be lost eternally. And this is why God sent a fourth thing to Elijah. The sound of a a low whisper, or the still, small voice. This is the thing that Elijah saw the Lord was in. Not in the tremendous acts of power, but the unassuming, quiet voice of his word. It was this whisper that taught Elijah who the true God was. It is this whisper that preserved 7,000 Israelites who had not bowed the knee to Baal. It is this whisper that called you in baptism and adopted you into God's family. It is a whisper of the true word of God that will preserve the members of the Holy Christian Church from the threats of this world. And why is this whisper so powerful? Because it tells us of God's love. It tells you and me that our sins are eternally forgiven because God sent his son Jesus into this world to live that perfect life we could not. Jesus came and he fought the battle against the world, the devil, and our own sinful flesh a battle that we had no hope of winning. It is this truth, 
Christ crucified for sinners. Christ crucified for the sins of all mankind. And Christ rose again for our justification. That is the true power of God. Paul writes in Romans, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also for the Greek. There will be days, weeks, months, maybe even longer periods of time where we fall susceptible to the fear over the terrors of this world. There will be times where we will feel all alone. As long as we still have the sinful nature, it's going to be a constant back and forth between trusting in God and running away and hiding. But one thing does not change. That whisper of God's truth. No matter what terrors you face, or no matter how alone you may feel, your sins remain forgiven. You remain justified before God. There is no sin that is too great for God's forgiveness. And the best part of all this, the comforting whisper of the gospel is always at your fingertips through Holy Scripture. Amen. We'll close tonight by singing hymn 290.